On this week's episode of Friend Code, it looks like two new Switch models are coming our way. Monolith Soft is hiring for a new Zelda. And Best Buy leaks. Games, games, games. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. Joining me this week, Kyle Bossman. Hello. How's it going, Kyle Bossman? Oh, it's going great. Going great? Yeah. Uh, you might be wondering, where's the third person? We don't have a third person. We don't need one. We don't need one. <laughs> I like that, Kyle. Be bold. Yeah. Um, so, we were supposed to record yesterday. Uh, things happened. Couldn't record yesterday. Um, today, we were supposed to record. We are recording. Unfortunately, Ash Paulson has car trouble. Uh, nothing we can do about it. Like, out of our hands. Uh, he needs to take care of it. But uh, after today, schedules get a little bit more complicated. So in the interest of making sure we actually can record this episode and it's not very last minute, I was just going to do it today. But don't worry. I know I told everyone in the patron post, yo, Ash is going to be on this episode. We're going to get him on next episode. Or we're going to ask him to be on next episode. And, you know, can't predict the future with all disasters and stuff like that. But we'll extend the invite again. And hopefully next episode we make it work. So I apologize for that right now. Um, but that's, that's really it. I think the only... Uh, had one correction people wanted to point out last episode. Important correction. Um, well, it, I would say it's a it's a it was a, it was an oversight, and uh, it's one I think a lot of people would forget. Uh, we were pointing out how Pokemon it'd be hard to do a Pokemon collaboration, and uh, there's been a Pokemon conquest. Had uh, was that crossover with uh, that Japanese property or whatever, but it was like a really special deal or something. And it was something set up by the Pokemon company, so it's not like Nintendo can just dictate to them, yo, you're going to do a crossover. Yeah. So it has happened, but it's rare. Very rare. Do you know of another one, Kyle? Are you I've, me? I've been, try- I've been okay. racking my brain right there okay. in that moment. Because <laughs> I know like you were just like... Uh, Pokemon Go is kind of with Niantic. That's a collaboration. What's the other property? Oh, so you're saying crossover with cross, property. Sorry, crossover. Gotcha, gotcha, I'm gotcha. sorry, crossover. I said collaboration uh, in my head. Yeah, so like a sure. crossover, essentially. Uh, then I have nothing. There's been like fashion stuff, right? But like nothing game wise. Okay. I don't think so. Makes sense. But uh, there there was a lot of a uh, Pokemon want... Puzzle League. Oh, does that count? Does it? Let us know. Let does us know. Count? Does that count? We're not gonna look it up right now. You let us know. <laughs> yeah, there should be more Pokemon cross uh, crossovers. There should be fewer. There should be fewer. Keep it pure, baby. Oh. So if you had, if there was the opportunity mm-hmm. to do the, you know, everyone wants like a, a, just to see what it would be, a Marvel and DC collaboration, a Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. You want to, you want to, everyone say a Pokemon Digimon. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, yeah. But I don't, I don't want to see it. It would be sacrilege, but it'd be something to observe, man. Like both teams are like they they like have like formal meetings or they talk it up about we're putting our best people on this like it's serious yeah this is uh this is more important than a Dragon Quest reveal in Japan problem is like worst champion Digimon could be any non legendary Pokemon like the power levels are gonna get insane once you get to Megas so we're gonna have to invent a very good lore reason why the Digimon get powered down yeah I think we'll have to do that or the Pokemon get powered up let's power them up power them up. A new, what do they make new Pokemon just for this? Yes. Like new versions of everything. Yes. There you go. 
They could just like warp Digivolve to Mega Forms? Absolutely. I mean, they already have Mega Pokemon, but listen, it's just the power levels are insane. They're godlike. Would you want to see Digimon artists draw classic Pokemon in their Digimon style and vice versa? Ooh, yeah, man. You're getting me excited for crossovers. See? I see. I see what we're <laughs> doing here. Wow. A once in a lifetime opportunity right here. Yeah. Unfortunately, this game is not rumored to be in existence. <laughs> <laughs> it is not one of the rumors we're covering today. <laughs> but uh, a lot of our, almost all of our news today is uh, rumors and speculation. Ooh. So it's not really news. It's, Good stuff, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a speculative episode. Um, we're starting off with, I think it's probably the two juiciest ones, is that the Wall Street Journal's at it again. Mm-hmm. So last year, the Wall Street Journal reported that there, let me get this correctly, that a new Switch model would be arriving in the second half of 2019. Like, okay. We've covered this before. And then earlier this year, Nikkei, um, the world's largest financial newspaper, uh, reports that reported that a smaller, cheaper version of the Switch with a heavy, heavier emphasis on being portable was in the works and could be released as early as this year. And we're like, all right, there's probably a revision coming. There's probably... St- yeah, if you heard... Like, when you heard this stuff, Kyle, what, did you think it was believable that a, like, a cheaper Switch revision was probably coming? Right, it's to be expected, absolutely. Yeah, it didn't seem that far-fetched, right? right? Yeah. Um, but now, the Wall Street Journal, same reporter, uh, Takashi uh, uh, Mochizuki, says that we're actually getting two Switch models this year and earlier than we expected. So that, that cheaper version still one of the ones that's going to happen. But he says there's going to be a more powerful Switch coming, Kyle. Yeah. Do you? Do you believe that? I didn't, man. When it, I was thinking back to like January when I like, okay, this is the year of the new Switch model. I thought it was going to be dinky and light, and then that would be what they do. Yeah. Uh, I had no reason to believe that, that Nintendo would focus on power. But some of the words that are spoken about it, that it's more uh, 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 core-focused, that they're looking for core gamers to be interested in this thing. You know, that uh, even Nintendo themselves, software-wise, are looking more to do stuff like that. Um, no, it wasn't software. It was with their online service. They're like, we want to do some service that is more core-oriented that will make those people yes, happy. Yes, exactly. Um, so I, I see this as that kind of appeasement as well. And so I think that's interesting. I think it's kind of a reflection of... Uh, last year in which while the Switch did ridiculously well not to Nintendo's expectations I think they're just like okay we need to press this button now yeah you think that they don't want to sit on something that they have up their sleeve despite how well they're doing because one they they technically they did not hit their sales goal that right. wild and crazy 20 million in a fiscal year came up short of that and uh, the other thing I would probably say that's you know maybe impacting this decision is the fact that they have to know that that clock is ticking for the console refresh from Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. And there's only so much the Switch can do to stave off, you know, being that that gap in the in their their power, you know, what they can deliver and our company is going to keep developing for Switch no matter how successful it is. They probably will, but I I see like that they might lose momentum because they're gonna have the Sony's be like, here's our bright shiny new thing. Microsoft yeah. be here's our bright shiny new thing. Also, like you have other players stepping up. Google just did their Stadia announcement and they said it's coming this year. So, yeah, do you think that kind of plays into it that there's a lot of announcements happening and on the horizon and Nintendo yeah. maybe has learned their lesson finally that it's better to like it might be better to react, be proactive than reactionary. Oh, for sure. And, and right, like we, we're talking about Mortal Kombat 11 going into Switch and that it just looks inferior by mm-hmm. all means, right? And then a year from now, the Switch will look even worse because, well, 
maybe a year and a half from now we're talking xbox one or scarlet and ps5 but yeah yeah you're right very shortly um the switch will look even more out of date and so you're right you have to be proactive with that kind of thing it's a good uh yeah i agree i i i think it would be smart of them and they've been smart so far with the switch for the most part um uh, i guess maybe they were right with any like the virtual console stuff so far like did like sold NES NES classics, you know, by the truckload and we got an NES service and it doesn't seem like people are really complaining now. But what I guess what I was thinking of is you're you're right to like do it this time. When you think of the Wii U, mm. uh, uh the Wii U is like, hey, we finally caught up to PS3 and Xbox 360 in I think it was 2013, right? Uh, 2012. 20, fall 2012. Wii U came out yeah. in 2012. And so, yeah, just a year later, PS4 and Xbox One announced, and it just looks even worse. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't even exciting at that time. Like, oh, you caught up to PS3 now? You caught up to 360? Like, yeah, we're here. It's just like, it was such a bummer, dude. And, you know, HD Wii never came. I think we always expected HD Wii to happen. The Wii was never upgraded. Uh, and so, yeah, this is unusual, uh, at least on the console side for Nintendo to do this kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of exciting. I... I'm curious what they're going to do with these because there's in the reports there is uh they were uh these reports have some information about what to expect in terms of changes to both these new models mm-hmm. um so i'm curious to see how believable you think these changes are going to be so we'll start with the the cheaper portable version here so it's going to apparently eliminate some functions to cut down on the price in the concrete example they gave it probably won't use the vibration feature yeah now uh, i had some people bring up that the they did this during the PlayStation 3 era with one of the the DualShock 3 or something. And people demand... They had so much demand for that to come back that Sony re-implemented it. Right. So... So first it was yeah. motion controls. They're like, oh, sorry, yeah. it won't rumble because it has motion controls in it with launch PS3s. Okay. So do you think, like, Nintendo cutting out vib- the vibration function would be something they would actually do, given, you know, Nintendo's kind of, like, history? Like, they were the, one, the rumble pack. They, yeah. they kind of invented it. I do, though. Okay. I totally do. Uh, and and the, the frequent example is the 3DS became the 2DS. The primary selling point of this console was removed and just became a 2DS. Like, sorry, we can't do 3D anymore. Um, they're clearly willing to cut uh, uh, extemporary, uh, 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 I don't know, what, what am I looking for? Features, I guess, right? Like they're, they're willing to cut even core features in terms of 3ds in terms of making just to make a thing cheaper because they know how much price matters to some people i absolutely think they would jump to get rid of rumble all right you mentioned uh no you mentioned 3ds and 2ds there which is a good thing yeah uh, because sticking with the cheaper model here another thing they uh, the report says is that the form factor is going to change on the the supportable switch uh, apparently, uh, the cheaper model is uh, aimed at people that are still primarily using a 3DS, um, and its design will be sturdier in order to be kid-proof. Um, it'll also be a dedicated handheld and not a hybrid. So what does that make you think when you hear those those three I also points? think that uh, the Joy-Cons wouldn't come off. That was part of it as well. I bet it's just like a just a brick, man. That's weird. So you think it's gonna be like a maybe like a the two DS they made that was basically made for children? Yeah, d- durable. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe it'll have a clamshell design? I've seen some people speculate it might return to a clamshell design. Then what happens on the bottom? There'd be like it, clamshell. I think would be a lot of wasted space. It'd have to be like a Game Boy SP, right? Where it, like it's just like all buttons on the bottom. 
I don't know. Unless they, yeah, unless they wanted to have like a separate touchscreen or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I think it was maybe a folding thing would be like uh, the Joy Cons <laughs> or something. When can, like so, and it also acts as a screen protector. Oh, like an yeah. iPad. I guess I can yeah. see that. Sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I guess not exactly clamshell design, but like a fold over type uh, functionality like that. Cool. But I, yeah, I see it as I've always saw this rumor as it was going to be. I always thought it was just going to be like focus on being a portable device only. Mm-hmm. It was probably going to cut out the dock altogether, yeah. which it sounds like yeah, there will it's going to have no dock at the very least. Um the whole sturdier thing's interesting cuz now it makes you think of the 2DS. It that's basically what they're aiming for. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be very low end in terms of and it's going to be durable, but it also satisfies that uh that goal that the desire that Nintendo has expressed in the past at events uh during investor Q&As that um, they just they don't just want one switch per household. They want multiple switches per household. Yeah. And to tackle that, they have to find a way to get parents to buy more for their children. A cheaper model aimed at you know being sturdier, less complicated, and more simplified. I wouldn't be surprised if there's no uh, cartridge support for this. If it was like digital only as well. That one I would be shocked by. Yeah, I, that's the mo- I'd probably be that's the most unlikely. Yeah, but I wonder if they just go full out because those are so small. This whole thing about like they taste bad, like yeah. people are licking and eating, like that could be a choking hazard. You know, something to remove. You never oh. know. Um, but suffice to say, like this is the one we were never surprised about. Right. Yeah. Like all this sounds believable. The juicy one is the more powerful unit. Right. And that's where people are like, whoa, what is this? And the details from this basically are that uh, second the second model will definitely be a higher end model. It's not going to be quite as powerful as a PS4, Xbox One, uh, but will still be an increase in power. I saw some people talking about this, saying it was going to be as powerful as a base PS4, Xbox One, but not the Pro or Xbox One X. But when I re- reread the report, it says it will not be as powerful as the, they just say PS4, Xbox One. Yeah. So I, I would, I was like, I'd be shocked if it even reached like that power. Me too. Uh, the the example they gave, which was perfect, is what you, the the expectation for the power bump. Uh, it will be the on par with the difference between the original 3DS and then the new 3DS when that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, only a few games can only run on uh, new 3DS only. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was like one, the only first party exclusive and Hyrule to Warriors. that. Hyrule Warriors uh, was not. Uh, uh, it ran. I thought it just oh, ran. Oh, you're better. right. I think it did. Like, yeah. I, it just had like fewer enemies the, on the regular 3DS. Yeah, it was, right, right, they right. were just like optimized essentially for that. Um, I can't speak too much about the difference with DS DSi. DSi was technically the first more powerful mm-hmm. uh, iteration, and um, that had a lot of like eShop exclusive stuff. Yeah, that they were that was actually branded that way. Yeah. Um. So that sounds like you might get the from that. That makes me think we might just get a uh, more stable like frame. Like we get 1080, maybe get 1080, 60 frames in both docked and handheld mode. Right. Uh, for this more powerful unit, and like a game like Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, it can look a little better now. Like it won't look uh, the disparity between the PS4, Xbox One versions or potentially PC versions won't be as bad. And I think it'll be easier to port games to Switch at like uh, even at the lowest settings, which previously. Either weren't possible. It took so much work, like what uh, uh, the Wolfenstein and Doom, the the work that uh that had to be going to those as well. Yeah. That was a lot of work to get those ported over. What's funny is like still some games are like, haha, no way. <coughs> Excuse me, haha, no way. Like Red Dead Redemption Two or like mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Three. And I wonder if this would like get closer to that. I wonder if you could see Kingdom Hearts How? Three on this. Yes. You think so? Well, this makes me think that maybe. 
the the Switch library can catch up to what's already out. Mm. Um, so maybe Kingdom Hearts three, uh, but I, I think of games like maybe maybe the lowest end Resident Evil two is possible. Maybe the right. lowest end Devil May Cry five is possible. Maybe a very low end Monster Hunter World is possible. Like they launched that like around when the expansion comes out uh, this summer. That this could be something to they reached out to third party publishers like, hey, we really want to get our games on here. We've done our best with a bunch of these games, but some of them we like we just can't get them there. And like, just give us a little bit more memory to work with, or just a little bit more power, and we 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 can meet that. Yeah. And I think this is what this is. It's like, okay, what is the bare? What is the baseline you need for those? And they all probably gave them their specs and like, they probably like the common ones and said this is what we need to deliver, and they probably are going for that. Sure, and it's probably right below PS4 and Xbox One, but still powerful enough that it can run those games if they were like at the lowest settings. And I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'd be very impressed if that's what we they did, and we got like basically for the next year up until the new consoles, every game is announced day and date with Switch going forward. Uh, up until the PS5, Xbox Scarlet release, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, there's some there's some questions around this though. Oh, because yeah, well, they need to be answered. Because I'm saying, oh, like what my statement just said, mm-hmm. that only works for the new model. That old model, it's not going to run those games. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to get into that territory where there are going to be games that are only playable on the new model and not on the older model. Right, like a Call of Duty trailer ending with the Switch Pro logo or something, right? Yeah, I yeah, I don't think a f- their first-party offerings will ever be exclusive to the new one, mm-hmm. but I can see third-party games, like the ones we just mentioned, like Kingdom Hearts or Devil May Cry or Resident Evil, absolutely will only be playable on Switch Pro. Well, that's what's so weird about Xenoblade, excuse me, Xenoblade Chronicles is I almost think they made it to sell the new 3DS. It was basically marketing for it, right? Like this, this is the only way to run this game. It's not. It hasn't not happened before, right? Like they could make a game. Nintendo could publish a game to sell the Switch Pro. It could. I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. Just be risky, especially if that game had already come out. It was a re-release. It was not a brand True. new game. Yeah, that's a good. Point. So you never know. So yeah, like maybe like a GameCube remaster. Well. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but a GameCube remaster could run on a Switch. It's just really hard to. It's way harder to justify it. I think. Let's uh, let's get in some patron questions. Okay. Because cool. they also cool, cool. have some questions about all these. And again, this is all rumor. It's all rumor. It's. I would say the the cheaper model is probably very likely because there have been multiple places reporting on this. Um, on that one for uh, for a while. Um, I think Eurogamer also. I apologize. Uh, I'm trying to look through my notes again. Um, I think Eurogamer also reported on this to confirm that... Uh, they did. Yeah. Uh, that there's two forms. W- yeah. One, they one said there's... So- oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sources close to... Uh, yeah. Shortly after Wall Street Journal report, Eurogamer published their own report citing sources close to Nintendo. Yeah. So we're starting to get multiple publications verifying it. Eurogamer's but- pretty legit, too. I'm still salty about Pokemon Stars not happening, but yeah, Eurogamer's And then Eurogamer, Eurogamer much- also talked about Star Fox Grand Prix as well. Yes. So they're not always right. I mean, they could be right, and those things just never got announced for various reasons. But then you don't report on them. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's kind of like... Well, I mean, that's why you don't report on rumors, because there's always a chance they never... they Something happens, and they don't ever get publicly talked about by the company, yeah. and then you look like you made it up. The way they talk about wrong. stars, though, is like, they even put it on their like release calendar outside of like rumor articles, or like, <laughs> here's what's coming up for the Switch this year, Pokemon Stars. They were so sure. Yeah. <clears throat> uh... 
I think I think it's clear that fell through. Is it was something at one point? I think so too. I I mean the thing I always heard is that that was their first proof of concept. Sure. Was getting that running on Switch for the Pokemon com- or Game Freak, sorry. But you never know. Our first question, patron question comes from uh Varun uh Kachwaha. In regards to the two models, my interest mainly lies in the more powerful version as someone that doesn't already have a Switch. Oh cool. But I wonder where could the switch be more powerful? In what form would, uh, in what form uh, would this step up manifest as a resolution increase, more stable frame rate, and do you think these enhancements will be retroactively applied to other Switch games? Yes. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Okay. Think so of, think of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> running smoothly, <laughs> running smoothly. I mean, yeah. you know, most part it does. Just has a few, few parts they tried to patch. Um, yeah. So do we think? Yeah. Do you think it's gonna? If there is a bump, if this, if this model's true. Do you think it'll retroactively improve? Yes. Uh, pre already reskins. Like I don't see like HD texture packs happening, right? But like, uh, uh, absolutely. Breath of the Wild has a lot of room for improvement in performance. I mean, even Mario Odyssey. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh. Y- in frame rate, uh, you'll see sometimes, but resolution, yes. Like think of like we're just playing Yoshi right now, man, and just how it like sometimes get oh, yeah, beneath seven twenty, right? Re- yeah. Uh, if it could be ten eighty sixty Yoshi time, like that'd be awesome. I also think uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two is another one that could definitely use this. Sure. Like maybe you can get it to like ten eighty sixty, um, running for that game as well. But yeah, I I, I would, I hope, it's retroactive. Mm-hmm. That would be my hope. It'd be a great way for people to go back and buy those games that are already selling a ton. Yeah, they're uh, they're selling great. Um, but we, I mentioned uh, resolution stability and frame rate stability going forward. Do you think they're? Do you think like 1060 will be kind of what they'll go for? Like, did this system will allow that going forward for most of their games? Or do you think there's any chance that like this the like first party Switch games might even go above 1080? Or do you think they're going to stay at 1080? Oh, n- never on the like, Switch. Like 2K. I'm not not, uh, yeah. not, not 4K. There's yeah, yeah, no 4K, yeah. but like I'm talking about 1440p I truly believe the Switch will never do more than 1080. Okay. Even if it's a Switch Pro, maybe the next thing. But yeah, I don't think Switch... So, so 1080, 60 is probably yeah. what we sh- would expect for every first-party game and a lot of third-party games going forward if yeah. this model's real. Right, and I still think uh-huh. even on Switch Pro, right... It'll still be lucky to get 1080/60. Like PS4 and Xbox One base oh, yeah. games are oh, lucky yeah. to get 1080/60. Yes. So yeah, like you know, there's a ton of room for improvement with what we have now. I feel like every first, I'll stay stand by every first party game should be 1080/60. Then from Nintendo, yeah. with this new with this new version's real. Uh, Smash Bros. will have no improvement. <laughs> yeah, that, that online not can improve at all. <laughs> um, are there any other things you think it could do in terms of a uh, more powerful? A more powerful system that you can think of. Do you mean not in terms of hardware? Uh, uh, I was I was still thinking it needs to be part of the system. So hardware, mm-hmm. we're not, not getting into features or anything like that just yet uh, for this question. To stick to like hardware upgrades. I think like cooling is a weird issue for it, and so maybe if the base has some like additional cooling on it right now. Right, what we have right now is like the fan just goes out of the base off the top. Mm-hmm. Basically, is the way that it's designed. And so, like, I mean, it would just make everything more expensive. But if, like, the base had an additional fan, you could run it hotter. But, like, I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm curious if this will also get a redesign as well. Mm-hmm. Like, slight, like uh, just any improvements I know they could have done to it. I also wonder if this will have a new dock 
Uh, like, because that docs got a lot Sorry, of. Sorry, that's what I meant by base is the docs. Okay, yeah. well, that docs had a lot of criticism about it. So oh, for like rubbing your screen for everything, not yeah. just that. I I think that will should definitely not just for this model, but in general, there should be a dock overhaul at the very least. Uh, as someone who has to uh, rearrange his HDMI cables a lot, uh, the flap uh, behind the dock is pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. There's just a door. There's a door I, that blocks your HDMI cables. I, I absolutely hate that. Yeah. It's just, uh, it feels so silly. Um, the the one thing I can think of um, that they could throw into this system, um, especially if they're if they are trying to help future proof it a little bit, and not in terms of processing power, like not CPU or GPU, any or memory, but in terms of getting prepared for cloud gaming and considering that they they the uh, Nintendo does care a lot about their home market in Japan. It's very portable centric over there. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised. I would not see it impossible that this new model, especially the if it comes out towards the later end of the year, five um, G, five G capability. Yeah, that would be nuts. Because that'd be crazy. I think they, I think at some point they've got to be interested in it. And maybe it won't yeah. happen for right now, mm-hmm. but at some point, it, it to me, it would make a lot of sense because then it would allow for gaming on the go. Um, that with the cloud st- streaming service, so where their Stadia, where the Microsoft wants to get XCloud on there, and Nintendo has their own solution that they're looking at, yeah, something like that, that would help. And I also think it's going to be, I could, I almost see it as a Vita situation where they had the the two SKUs, where there was the default one, and then the cellular one that had like Wi-Fi and cellular connection, yeah. And I think that's what we might get with this one. This is an option. It'll have the capability. But it might be another, like, you have to pay for the service. And that could also be with something worked into their online subscription. Like, if you're paying for that, that's the only way you get, like, your 5G access or something like that. Or maybe they have tiers now for their online. Like, there's the base price that we pay now. And there's, like, the premium tier, which is, like, you also get access to, like, our cloud gaming service. And, like, your 5G actually works on your phone. And, like, it's a... But you got to worry about data plan. Like it, Right. That's going to be, like, yeah. 40, 50 a month or <laughs> at least, right? Yeah, like, unless Nintendo's crazy. doing their own data plan. Like, I don't know. I could see it maybe being a Japan exclusive first sure. to try out. But... I don't know if they're going to really make another a third skew. That would be like a third model just for Japan. Yeah. You know what's crazy is we're like with the expensive model, we're making it like pretty expensive. Do you think it would cost over $350? Oh no, so, uh, we haven't talked about pricing. Yeah. Oh, I think I think Switch Pro will be the to re- replace take the place of the current Switch. It will be 299.99. Okay. I don't think it'll cost any more. Existing Switch will bump down to probably like 229 or anywhere between 200 and 220 dollars 230 okay i'll see like that price decrease when this comes out the switch cheap model will probably be 179.99 be that 180 price which is like the handheld price that is, that is so cheap i'd go 200 no i think it'll be 179 that'd be crazy that'd yeah. be really really crazy i think those will be your th- uh and i think existing switches will be discontinued that within mo- a year right yeah, uh, yeah like the existing the existing models will just get a price cut mm-hmm until that inventory is sold, no new ones will be shipped. And it'll just be Switch Pro and uh, Switch Lite, I guess, is what we'll call the other one for now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does it sound sound good? Yeah. Sound and I, good? I, or do like, you disagree? I, 350, sorry, 300 is really good. Uh, I just, I wonder how much you can add to it and sell it at the same price. Uh, but I wonder if that is appealing to that person who's just said, like, I've held off until now that that would be appealing to me. I, 300 I guess you could get a lot of people in on. 
Yeah. 350 maybe is a little Let's scary. assume my like crazy 5G theory is not true. Stick to the report where it said the bump <laughs> is going to be bet- from like a 3DS to a new 3DS. Yeah. That's not a like it's been it's given how much time has passed the, the, the cost to for those parts it probably can, they can still make a profit off of selling it at $300 sure. with those upgrades in there. Okay. That would be my best guess. I'd say take Rumble out of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, the, like the joy. We didn't even talk about like the locked Joy-Con, not the undetachable. There yeah. are games that you need that for, like uh, Mario Party. Oh sure. Like, how would you ever play that on that version? You got to buy some spares. Yeah, just got to buy a bunch. Make of spares more money, Nintendo. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next patron question from Logan. How likely? Hey, uh, sorry. Hello, allies. How likely do you think it is that the rumored more powerful version of the Switch will only be able to be played like a traditional console with the less cheaper power uh, the less powerful cheaper one handheld only? Do you think this would be a good strategy for Nintendo to maybe draw in more hardcore casual players respectively or is it too necessary for the Switch's identity to be able to be always do docked or always handheld? Love and respect Logan. So, we both agreed always handheld could happen, right? Uh, I can't see always docked happening, especially if they if they're not going to keep the normal switch model around. Yeah, that would lose that hybrid. Yeah, duality. Right, and, and I think we both agree they're going to phase that out. So yeah, I think they got to let the other one come undocked. Yeah, I honestly think that dedicated hardware for console for Nintendo's days are probably done. Yeah, I I, I think the hybrid model. I think they found their sweet spot. They've always excelled at uh, portable design. Um, they haven't been the greatest in hardware in uh, console hardware design, um, but they've done okay. And so they've kind of like taken the their their expertise and you know like oh, let's meet somewhere in between hybrid did a successful solution here. And uh, I don't think they should ever go away with that because um, a lot of markets that like portable has always dominated. And in fact, there's even people who say Switch isn't portable enough. Yeah, there's still people whenever we uh, on this podcast. When we talk about why we think 3DS should go away, we'll always have at least one person write in saying, why do you keep advocating for this? The 3DS is a superior handheld than the Switch. It, like, it was designed to be a handheld, Switch isn't. Yeah. So it's not perfect. It's not perfect in either or. It's somewhere in between. So, And I think that uniqueness, they would either only go only handheld <laughs> or hybrid. They'll never just go home console only, Yeah. my opinion. So yeah, sorry, uh, Logan. I don't think that's uh, I don't think the docked only version's gonna be for the more powerful. And like docked only version, then you could go nuts, right? Like then it wouldn't be hard to match the PS4 or the Xbox One base form. You know, like if it is docked only, you could go crazy. But I just yeah, I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, yeah, I want that beefed up Nintendo console someday. Someday, um, yeah, just need to start releasing stuff on Steam and Epic Game Store. <laughs> Sign that exclusive deal with Epic. You can make it happen. You know what? I bet Epic asked. You bet they did. I bet they asked. Are I you, bet uh, they had a meeting with Nintendo and said, "Hey, we like Mario." You know, I bet <laughs> I. They are so up there. They have so much money right now. I bet they asked. Right? Like, why not ask? Just like Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> Get us in the door. Yeah. All right. So this actually isn't about Fortnite. This is about Epic Game Store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They probably said like, well, that was a very nice pitch, but you know, yeah. unfortunately, we're gonna keep our stuff to that. At least they probably saw the games on mobile devices. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you're willing to put them on other platforms? You know, what if we cut you a pretty good deal on the Epic Game Store? You just try one game. 
You know, it doesn't have to be all your games. Just try just one, one game. Just, just one, one game. little Mario game. Just one little Mario. <laughs> just not Mario Odyssey 2. Or even an older game that's already out. Like, why don't, you, why don't you try putting, like, Breath of the Wild on Epic Game Store? Do you know how well that would do? <laughs> it would do very well. I, the reason Nintendo <laughs> doesn't do it is because it would hurt the Switch, but that would yeah. do so well. I mean, once it's that, I mean, it's still selling very well on Switch, but one, yeah. one day when that well dries up, they're like, now you can have... Like, when sales fall below this percentage, or this algorithm predicts it's below a certain number, mm-hmm. and it, that says it's no longer, like, worth it to us to lose exclusivity, then you can have it. But you know they won't. Because yeah. for the rest of that that game's lifetime, it makes the Switch more valuable, even if it's not oh, selling, Oh, yeah, because right? yeah. they ever want to do a remaster, because yeah. it's the fact it's on PC, the mods and stuff, it'll already be remastered. It'll yeah. always be able to, like be touched up if, if there's enough fan you know involvement behind it which you know there will be for yeah. something like that that'll always probably be the definitive version so let's move on to our next patron question sure. from botox games <laughs> with, i love that name with the possibility of a more powerful switch coming out do you think we could see exclusives release for stronger hardware a la xenoblade chronicles 3d which was exclusive to the new 3ds Third parties want to be on Switch, but for some games, it just isn't feasible to port them at the moment. Its software said that they want Rage 2 on Switch, but it currently isn't technically possible. Oh, that's a good example. But I'm thinking that maybe we could see bigger games like this on the Switch Pro. Love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, Rage 2 is a great example. Yeah. Something, yeah, we kind of like talked about this a little bit, that there might be some games where... Your specs are too low. Give us the base specs. Yeah. So maybe that, like, maybe yeah, the yeah, they looked at like, what do we need to run Rage Two? Oh, we need this. Okay, we'll work with you. Um, but they talked again about like Nintendo doing uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles, mm-hmm. and you said like, eh, if Nintendo really wanted to, yeah, I'm trying to think of like Nintendo's most hardcore franchise. So like they they would never make it a Zelda or a Mario game exclusive to this platform, right? <laughs> what about a Xenoblade Chronicles X Two? Yeah, like maybe something like that. That is more core oriented. That that the more casual fan base won't even be sad about. That's also a game that would benefit greatly from the more powerful system. Yeah, um, was, I could see something like that. Yeah, I could see something from Monolith Soft being a once again selected and not an existing game, but a new game. Yeah, chosen to demonstrate the power of that. Excuse me, and uh, I I just don't see all I can ever see is enhancements uh, for like a Mario or Zelda. They'll be available on both, but you will only get these features if you have the Switch Pro version. Yeah, um, they can even do cool stuff. Remember, uh, Oracle Seasons Oracle of Ages had a house that you were locked out of if you played on Game Boy Color, but if you played on Game Boy Advance, they were the Game Boy Advance rooms and you your house, and you could go into it only. If you played it on Game Boy Advance. I didn't know this because I didn't play those until Virtual Console many years later. Yeah, I actually don't remember if the Virtual Console unlocks those or not. If they're, uh, I think it does. I think I got like 100%. Okay. But that was something. That was something to consider. They, they, basically, they came out, like it released on Game Boy Color and GBA came out a little bit later. And they were like, hey, don't worry. Like GBA is backwards compatible. So you can just straight up put your game in there and play. And there's going to be an added bonus if you play it on here too. So it was basically an incentive to get them to like people to buy gba even though these weren't games launching with gba yeah they're like no no no. it runs on G- they run better on gba technically when they don't really they just have a, a few a feature essentially i don't know they could do something like that like maybe and you know what's insane about those things is like g game boy advance to game boy color was only like two years apart 
It was like that was such a short. Yeah, Game Boy yeah, Color had a very short lifespan. It, they were so close. It was so unfair to like, you know, we talk about like, oh, it's a little early to upgrade the Switch. Like a Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color was like insane. Yeah, I'm not too well versed on the behind the scenes development history of Game Boy Color and GBA. Other, you know, I mean, I mean, New GBA was called Atlantis was its project name. I, I, I so this might be completely wrong, but my guess would be they they had probably Game Boy Color technology ready to go very early on and mm-hmm. sat on it and they probably only released it when they saw like hey it's going to be time to release a new system but we need to buy a little bit more time uh and sales are dwindling for our unit like we're not selling as many units of game boy anymore it's old why don't you just put out a color version for and like it'll buy us a bit more time yeah and i think that's probably what happened right i think it was two years after pocket too so yeah. like game boy pocket game boy color yeah, I could be yeah. completely wrong on that. I mean, they did Super Game Boy. Uh, I mean, they did eventually after they did Game Boy Player. They were doing a lot of stuff with Game Boy around that, uh, especially during the end of the '90s, beginning of the 2000s. Well, I think Game Boy Player was actually um, like 2003 or 2004, maybe it wasn't right there. Uh, oh, my timing's off. Though, sorry to your original point. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a dirtball move. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it's just like, hey, you spent more money, you have more access to this cool room in a Zelda game. Like that's a, that's a dirtball move. You get access to Link's second room I in his know. new house. That is, that's so wrong. <laughs> Which has a museum of all these cool relics from that <laughs> game, <laughs> or Animal Crossing. You, you get access to this exclusive secondary catalog from Tom Nook to uh, order up some exclusive furniture. It wouldn't be right. No, I don't right. think. I don't think they'll do anything that ridiculous. It, it might be something very small and superficial, but I think they definitely will tout that like, oh, Breath of the Wild 2 runs at 1080-30-ish roughly on your normal Switch, but on your Switch Pro, 1080-60 constant, nice and smooth. Yeah. Something like that. Oh. Ooh, yeah. We'll have to see. Um, our last question regarding this subject, uh, Patreon question number four from uh, Colton. What would you need? What would need to be in a Switch Pro model for us to personally upgrade? Uh, what would be the perfect first-party title to launch alongside to take advantage of the new hardware? Their suggestion is Bayonetta three. So I'm a dumb sucker. Okay. I'm a dumb sucker. You're dumb. If they just yes. change the D-pad, I would trade it in and buy a new one. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to change much at all for me to buy the new Pro. So I'm Nintendo. I'm hearing this. So I'm like, yeah. all right, marketing team. That Switch Pro logo mm-hmm. there needs to be by that Pro. We're actually gonna call it the Switch Plus. Make it the D-pad. Show off that. That's such sexy a good idea. New D-pad. Yeah. That sleek new design. Put it in there so everyone can be front and center and see it. And we got Kyle Bossman's sale right there. Boom. That's Let's a make really good idea. The Switch Plus and that's the D-pad. Switch Plus with that D-pad right there. It's like don't forget about. It. There's no graphical upgrade. It's the better d-pad and a slight redesign <laughs> it and, for me, yeah. and better battery life or something like that um yeah for me it, it's the simple as long as the price is the same it, like it doesn't cost more than the og uh switch model right now and it can guarantee one going forward uh first party games all run at 1080 and they tout in the way best way they can phrase it that this generation of console games will be able to will tech, all be technically be able to be ported to Switch with relative ease. So going forward, you'll see more third party ports on Switch. Yeah. Until next, like they're not gonna say until next gen, but like that's understood. You get the a agreement. Year. Yeah. And like they make announcements on top of it, like hey, Devil May Cry Five is coming, or Resident Evil Two is coming, or big name games that we thought would never be on Switch because it wasn't technically feasible start getting announced to be on Switch. So yeah, uh, Bayonetta 3 is a popular game, right? But it has 
like one tenth the popularity of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game needs to be huge. I, I, I think that uh, the game that showcases it, and these are coming out this year, which is crazy. Yeah, this, that's the thing. I would have said Metroid Prime 4, but we know now that that game is very far back. They just reset development on it. I don't know what Nintendo's big game this year is. Obviously, you're saying Animal Crossing, but Animal Crossing isn't going to sell a pro console. I don't think it's Astral Chain. I just, I guess I hope that they uh, have some other huge game this fall. Yeah, I mean, Astral Chain probably could definitely benefit from that. Right. For sure. Um, probably even Fire Emblem, if that makes it look even better somehow. Because it could use some graphical touching up, even with how it looks now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they t- I think they could still... I think Nintendo has one more surprise for in terms of software for the end of the year. Yeah. It might be a third-party game, though. And I think maybe they throw a bone to some third-party publisher and say, Switch Pro, Switch Pro will launch alongside the release of this game. Yeah. Um, so they can like maybe scoop up. like We saw that. Uh, there was that uh, leak. We haven't talked about it, but some country's catalog listed Red Dead Redemption 2 in their Easter thing. Oh, really? For Switch? For Switch. Okay. So maybe the Game of the Year edition coming out later this year, they say it's as the platforms, and it says Switch. <laughs> you know what's funny? There's no story DLC, so Game of the Year edition, I don't know. I don't know what they even changed. Well, they got to release yeah. it on PC, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they're going to call it something. You're right. So that version will probably come out on Switch as well. Or, sorry, Red Dead will probably come out on Switch at that point as well. Mm-hmm. That could be a big thing. Like, hey, Rockstar, like, what do you want? Like, yeah, we want you to launch. When you launch this game, it's gonna come out on Switch. You know the the PC version. Um, yeah, that could be a big deal. I, I still think you need the new newness. When you have the a brand new console and you're trying to show off how powerful it is, you need like a big banger. Halo Infinite. Yeah, Halo Infinite. Is Microsoft's there. gonna let them run Halo Infinite. Uh, though now that we've run through all the things that are announced so far, I think Bayonetta three is the best of what's announced. I think you nailed it with that. Actually. I don't think Bayonetta three is coming this year, though. I don't think so either. It's Astral Chain, like that's the that's yeah. that type of game for yeah. this year. Bayonetta three, I think, is the next year game. We'll see. Um, I, I but I'm pretty sure this is the one thing I didn't report on. Uh, sorry, the one thing I didn't say that was in the report is that it's expected that both these will be officially announced at E3. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So let's look with. Woo! Yeah, new con, new new software refresh or software hardware refreshes for Nintendo. Two years in, interesting. Let's move on. Okay. I love talking about Zelda. Me too. And this next one, woo, is a doozy. Monolith Soft hiring for a new Zelda. There's a lot here, Kyle. This is nuts. This is a, this is a nice nice tale, right? This here. is unprecedented. Can we say this is unprecedented? It's unprecedented. Unprecedented. This is too crazy. I'm just running with your bit right now because I I think people are crazy, going crazy with speculation and need to reel it in hardcore. No, reel it out. Reel it. Cast it out. In. Put some bait on that. Cast it out. Because I spent a long time looking up this stuff and I think people are. Okay. Hit me with some facts. I'm ready. So here we go. Hit me with some facts. So, background story here, everyone. Mollusoft has helped on a multitude of first-party Nintendo games, not just their own games they developed. So, for those of you who don't know, in 2007, Bandai Namco, or then Namco, sold Monolith Soft to Nintendo. That's when they acquired them. That year. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. So, that's where the Xeno lineage comes yes. from. Got it. And since then, they've been helping Nintendo with games, as well as making their own games. And this includes, they've done work on Zelda games. Not just a single game. Games, plural. On Skyward Sword, Monolith had helped... Uh, according to AJ Anuma in an interview, he said on Skyward Sword, Monolith had helped us on graphics design and other artistic elements. So they helped with graphics and 
art design on Skyward Sword. Um, even though uh, we could have asked them for the help, their help on the technical side, we realized their way of making games is completely different from ours, and we didn't have much to learn from them on Skyward Sword, since we were almost doing two different jobs. But on the other hand, for Breath of the Wild, we've been assisted by level designers used to lar- used uh, used to large areas in order to make topographical arrangements. So for Breath of the Wild. They took their open world game expertise and brought it, you know, brought Molosoft in on that. Uh, Molosoft's name also appears in the credits for A Link Between Worlds, though it is still not clear what they actually did on that game. Sure. I've seen people make claims. I've never, I've not seen one interview to substantiate those claims. Um, here's the fun part. There's been speculation that Molosoft played a big role in making Breath of the Wild's world come to life as well as it did. And that prior to their involvement around E3 2015, the game's development wasn't going nearly as smoothly as planned. This is partially backed up by a GDC presentation and uh, behind-the-scenes interviews in which they said that they had trouble when they would make changes to one part of the game. It would, like, screw up things across other random areas because the game was so big. They weren't, they weren't used to accounting for so many variables. Sure. And the game was announced for for 2015 after you know being showed off at E3 2014. That was its first teaser. Was that like AJ Numa? He goes, "Here it is, The Legend of Zelda," and like you see, like you know, then Link riding on a horse, being chased by a guardian. Yep. And then it said 2015 for Wii U. <laughs> 2015 comes along, like yeah, no, it's delayed. Sorry, and it was like a long delay. They're like, sorry, like. We need to really work on this. So that's where the speculation is, is that Molosoft was like, yo, we, we, we need your help. Like, we, this is taking too long. This is, tr- like, development's troubled. Help us. Yeah. So if that's true, you know, they, they, they really helped pull that game out. Um, also, as far back as E3 2015, uh, X's directors, Tetsuya Takahashi and uh, Genki Yakoto, um, said that there was like one of their dreams was to bring their expertise in open world games to uh, new future Zelda games. And that's like shortly before they were brought on officially to work for Breath of the Wild. But they've always had a desire to do bring their open world expertise and work on future Zelda. Okay. Okay. So we all know how Breath of the Wild turned out. Turned out great, right? Yes. So now it's fast Critical forward. success, sales success, boom. Yeah, it's like best selling Zelda games. Well, like outsell all other Zelda games combined someday. Um, like one of the best rated Zelda games, like huge. So a few days ago, yeah, Monolith Soft tweeted that they were hiring staff for a new Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Specifically, they were looking for programmers, planners, designers, and various other team members. Hmm. There's an image too, right? Hmm. Oh, so it's it, not just text. There oh was yeah, it was image. just like an image, but it was saying what they were hiring. It was like there was something in that image. What's in that image, Kyle? Let us know. The, like the crest, like the Hylian crest. In the you're talking about like in their hiring tweet. Yeah. No, because it was Zelda. Yeah. They made it clear it was Zelda. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, but doesn't say when they say new Zelda game. Yeah. Here, here look, 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 I'm gonna get to that point. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this, but let's rule out some things first. Sure. Given how far along Link's Awakening is, and the nature of that game's design, so I know it's not an open world game. It's safe to bet they probably have nothing to do with this. Is not that had nothing to do with Link's Awakening. They're not hiring. That for game's done. I'm going to rule that out. Yes, and they're probably going to be in the credits for it for some reason. But yeah, yeah this is not what that is. Nor for. 
doesn't have anything to do with Cadence of Hyrule. Because that's coming out in spring. Oh, yeah. It's pretty much done. Yeah. And it's that's developed by the devs behind Crypt and Necrodancer, Brace Yourself Games, and Spike Chunsoft. So, the natural assumption is that this is the follow-up to Breath of the Wild, right? That's what you think this, this has to be for this, right? Now, this is where people are getting crazy theories <laughs> from. So, as Kyle was alluding to, you, people think this could be a brand new Zelda game. Not Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Or if it is, it's that Molosoft is like in charge of it. Right. That this is their own Zelda game that they're making. They're looking for planners. And, yes. And the evidence that people are pointing to is their 2017 concept art they put out for when they called a new fantasy project that would be different from their typical JRPG style. Oh, I don't think this is that. People, so, people think that that was a stealth announcement of a new Zelda game? So, yes. Oh. Eh, okay. So here we go. I'll this hear is, it out. So, here, here, so here's the theory. Uh, unfortunately, Ash is not here because Game Explain, and along with other outlets, but Game Explain in particular, put out a video c- cataloging why they have this theory. Wow, okay. And the theory right. goes that the conceptual artwork released by Molosoft back in August 2017 for a then-unnamed fantasy project was actually related to a new Zelda game. When zooming in on one of the two pieces of art, it's the knight with the sword, and, and it's like a looks like ruins with like a st- angel statue. Yeah. On the on the stone rocks, there is a pattern design that, when you zoom in, looks like the royal family of Hyrule's crest, the phoenix with a triforce above it, or at L- very least, Loftwing. it looks like a triforce. The, the the phoenix. It's a loft wing. It's a sure. loft wing. It's a phoenix. <laughs> it's a phoenix. Uh, and some also argue that the statue art could be a goddess statue. It looks kind of similar to the ones in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So here's what we're getting. Yeah, I like this reaction, Kyle, because it's getting stretchy here. Uh-huh. And then there's even people that say the entire shot itself looks like a similar, looks similar to a location you could have visited in Breath of the Wild. Like that shot would fit in Breath of the Wild. Like you, you say, oh, that's a hidden area in Breath of the Wild. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see that. You know, it looks kind of like that. Yeah. So this could all be, you know, it could be a coincidence, you know. It could be real. Or as I argue, this could be, we're all seeing what we want to see. I wish Ash was here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me, let me ask you this, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the artwork stuff, but like, what do you believe this is about, this announcement? Or this tweet? What do you think they're hiring for specifically? So you think, that, you think they just want, you th- here's what I'm guessing you're thinking, is that the Nintendo team, uh, what is it, like EAD2 or EAD1, whatever. Um, uh, EPD now. Okay, excuse me. Uh, that they just they are looking to Monolith Soft as like a squad. That there's like a crew of them that will be helping with the next Zelda game. And then Monolith Soft is hiring for their own squad as part of this development team. That's a lot of steps, Damiani. All right, you're right. But here's my argument for this. Okay, here's my evidence. This is my 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 argument for this debate. I believe that this hiring announcement is simply a necessary step to alleviate the development headaches Nintendo and Monolith Soft encountered in the past. Monolith Soft, the, 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 the first example here, Monolith Soft, or the primary example, Monolith Soft had to dedicate over half of their development team to Breath of the Wild and it impacted Xenoblade Chronicles 2's development. Fair, 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 fair. In yep, order yep. to maintain the December 2017 release and stay on schedule, Monolith Soft had to outsource significant parts of the game to keep that schedule. Since it's clear Monolith Soft is working on several games right now, they've said they're working on pretty much Xenoblade Chronicles 3 
And Takashi said pretty much wants to be working on X2. And if this fantasy art game isn't Zelda and is something else, that'd be possibly three projects and assisting with Breath of the Wild. Um, to, in order to keep their schedule while maintaining the level of quality they're known for, Monosoft is simply hiring new staff to account for the developers that will be assigned to be working on the new Zelda. They basically want to beef up their staff because they know a lot of it's going to be dedicated to Zelda. And then they're going to need their familiar people of Xenoblade and other projects to stay with them. Yeah. So this is just basically a necessary step that they learned from the past in order to maintain, keep up numbers. It's basically temporary hiring to, to keep up with the demand of their projects. So... You can go with the crazy. Sorry, I didn't mean to say crazy. I mean, yeah, I guess I think it is crazy. Like it, it's not completely far fetched, but I don't think Monsoft is on their own b- creating a brand new Legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. It's not completely impossible that that artwork that that is from a, like was for a new Zelda game, and that second image is a a, a female warrior with a crown. People are like, oh, that could be Zelda, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, sure. Like that could be Volvagia. That could be Valu. Oh, that was a game explain video, by the way. She's like a red dragon thing looking in the sky, and I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, it's a, you're it's gonna a, have to bring it up again next yes, time Ash I will, is on. I, I will definitely have to do this. I don't know if Ash was responsible for any part of that video, yeah. but um, anyway, yeah. I, I think this is just part of the n- normal process. And they, AJ Numa said at the end of 2017 that development on the new, next, the follow up to Breath of the Wild had begun. Because oh, that's so when they wrapped up the champion stuff. That's why I said this was unprecedented, because it felt like they were breaking the news, even, uh, no, of the game even, even existing in the first place. No, 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 no. They, we know the game exists. Okay. We don't know any details about it, which is still good. But as I said, AJ Numa did, re- like, he was the first to technically confirm that they were underway, the next follow-up to Earth of Wild development was underway. Cool. They just didn't say anything else about it. Um, but there's still there's still more to talk about. This does bring up a good question, Kyle, and you kind of alluded to it. We we have it has been Breath of the Wild came out in March of 2017. Mm-hmm. We are past March of 2019. It's been two years. We still have not officially seen or heard any concrete details about the next mainline Zelda. We recently got treated to two new Zeldas: Cadence of Hyrule and a Link's Awakening remake. But in terms of a brand new installment, it's been over two years. Since the, since the release of the last one and any any news and counting. It's two two years in a month and counting. The longest gap we ever went between the release of a mainline Zelda and the announcement of the next new Zelda was from the release of Skyward Sword, which was in November 2011, until the teaser trailer for Breath of the Wild at E3 2014, which was 2.5 years apart. But, like, also a link between worlds in between there, which made it even easier to wait between those games. Like, a link between worlds. Oh, sorry, is- sorry. A link between, sorry. Between, it was between a link between worlds. I got this wrong. A link between worlds and uh, Breath of the Wild, which was a. Uh... Actually, no, I got this. Yeah, you just corrected me there. Good correction, Kyle. So then it actually was. It was my original thing. I, I was looking this up and I was like, yeah, Skyward Sword. A link between worlds counts. Yeah, I think. no, it definitely counts. Absolutely counts. So then it would actually would be between uh, Link's Awakening, which came out in uh, in early 1993, and and then the first official reveal of Zelda 64 was December 1995, which would have been just under two years. So this will actually make it 
Right now, we are officially then in We're the due. longest gap between the announcement of a new mainline Zelda after the release of the previous one. That's cool. Thank you for that correction, because I thought that's what it was, Kyle. Yeah. I was like, where's this new announcement? Where is it? Yeah. And they said they want to get Zelda games out sooner than later yeah. going forward. So you know what it is, Kyle? Calling it now. This E3, I will be absolutely, I will drop dead out of disappointment <laughs> if, the next 3D, if the next mainline Zelda is not announced at E3. It has to happen. <laughs> Absolutely has to happen. Drop dead out of disappointment. You had me convinced. You had me convinced it's happening now. Has to happen. Everything's connecting, man. Yeah, I knew it. Like I was just because they always want you wanting. They always yeah. want you wanting the next Zelda. In my defense, it was about four ten a.m. when I got to this point of my research. Oh, that's too early. And I like I had the the notes open. I had a link between worlds. I just ignored it. It was yeah. right there staring me in the like the timeline of releases. Yeah. Uh, I just, for some reason, my brain fit, folded it into not a mainline game when it uh, it 100% is. I would never, ever classify it as anything other than that. And I was like, oh, Skyward Sword did that. That's a long time. That sounds good. Because uh, previously, I was I had uh, Link's Awakening to Ocarina of Time. There's all the 64. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm wrong, I think. And I, no, I was right. Should have gone my gut. We got some questions, Kyle. Oh, your gut. Okay. We got some gut. I, I, I've talked way too long about this, so I got some questions for you, Kyle. First one from Jesse Abraham. Do you think Monolith Soft Zelda game could be related to the hiring for the new IP with a medieval theme they did earlier? So do you think there's any chance it could be related to that artwork? Throughout the course of this podcast, Michael yeah. Damiani has convinced me that they are simply hiring to have enough people in that office to handle multiple projects. Because they're not Ubisoft sized still, like they're like a hundred people. Monolith Soft, right? Sorry, a hundred. Sorry, a hundred people worked on Breath of the Wild, right? Total, and it, and it should have been three hundred. It should have been way, way more. Uh, and I realize, you know, they budget their own ways and things like that. It's it's ignorant to say, but it's crazy to hear, you know, about Assassin's Creed having three hundred, five hundred people or whatever, uh, and saying like, hey, why doesn't Nintendo do that for Zelda games? Uh, so yeah, I I believe that fantasy thing. It may never come to fruition. I think we see that happen a lot, but I do believe it was started off to be its own unique IP because that's what they were saying we were dreaming of. Like, hey, we want to make our own new fantasy IP. We want to try something. Uh, so I would be disappointed if they were secretly just saying we want to make a Zelda game. Can I give you a third option? Sure. Every, uh, well, everything I said is true, mm-hmm. um, but their their role is expanded in New Zelda, and they're getting to design. They're not just they're getting to design specific stuff. That art, that artwork could absolutely be related to a new Zelda, but it's like they're not in charge of it. But it'd be really weird that they'd be allowed to release that that early. Yeah, and it was technically Zelda concept art. That that seems extremely risky and unlikely. Yeah, that Nintendo would authorize that, or at least they would have looked at the shot and been like, "That's a Triforce. Get that out of like." Yeah. Take a different shot. I mean, I'm I'm surprised they were allowed to do this. I'm actually shocked no one caught the Triforce thing earlier. Like I, I don't know if anyone ever. We weren't enhancing. We weren't. Maybe in, someone yeah. did, and people just ignored it. But anyway, uh oh, time out. Uh oh. Okay, wrong Joker. <laughs> oh, sorry. Joaquin so, Phoenix Joker. Yes. So Hubert just sent a message saying, "Joe, new Joker trailer," and I thought it was for Smash. And I was like, "Uh oh, we're gonna have to cut to this right now." And then I realized I was like, "Wait, no, no he's talking about the Joaquin Phoenix." Good trailer for the record. Good, yeah, fun. good trailer, but oh gosh, we gotta. <laughs> 
humor. You got to know at the, at the point of recording this podcast, like maybe it's happened at this point. We, we don't even know. We don't, we have no idea when Joker's dropping. It's, you know, sometime between now and the end of the month is yeah. the deadline. All right. Next question from straw hat ninja greetings allies and welcome back. Not sorry. Let me redo this. Sorry. Patron question. Number six from straw hat ninja greetings allies. I was surprised to hear that monolith soft is hiring for a new Zelda game already. What can we expect in the next Zelda game? I assume it will be like Breath of the Wild, so what can they do to make the next game surpass Breath of the Wild's already lofty expectations? So, uh, I want the fun stuff. What do you mm-hmm. want to see out of the next Breath of the Wild? Follow up. Caves. Caves. Caves? Yeah, I want to go underground. want to go underground. It's more secrets. More just like more a secret dungeon. A secret dungeon. Optional secret dungeons. Yes. Or, or would they be optional or are they just going to be really hard to find? Um, mandatory. I like optional. Like I don't want to see the same thing again, where there's a uh, hundred and fifty things that you teleport to, and it's a little puzzle room. So you want longer, more concrete, maybe even themed with like unique atmosphere style dungeons, like old exactly. school Zelda dungeons. Yeah, okay. exactly that. Yeah, okay. like we don't like. I, I would be disappointed really if it's the same thing where it's like, hey, these are all here to train you. Uh, we built 150 little puzzle rooms all across the world, and some we don't know where they exist. But here's where they come. Like this thing comes out from the ground. Like it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It works for Breath of the Wild, but it would be disappointing to see that used again. Would you like uh, instead of traditional dungeons? Would you like it if the the gimmick was there was a excuse me an underworld network of like caves and labyrinths? There was like a, like a massive it's all interconnected. Yeah. That'd be so cool. And you can only do part of it at a time because, like, yeah. you don't have the right weapon or whatnot. So, like, like that's a new gimmick. There's a still a massive overworld, but now there's a massive underworld. Yeah. It's also very Zelda 1-ish because the, the la- dungeons were called part of the underworld, and they are called labyrinths, not dungeons. I mean, they said level whatever, but, yeah. And they all do, like, interconnect, right, just because of saving memory space? Yeah. Uh, 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 what's Rivali's town called? The Bird Town? Rito Village? Uh, yeah, less villages like that, more like Gerudo Village, Gerudo Town. Like, more more towns. Like, Gerudo Town's the best. Uh, secrets? Hey, that's got a cool secret. Uh, that cool secret shop just rules. Oh, yeah. uh, it's got its own uni- unique laws that I like. There's, like, the weird classroom that you can go to for no reason. Um, there's just, like, a lot of things in there that aren't just, like, it's not just bigger, right? It's It's... There's just more to do in there. There's that cool bar and things like that. And so it, like, I just feel like that world is occupied, uh, whereas Rito Village is kind of just like a place to go visit for a little while. Do you, Same with the Goron Village, really. Do you wish that those were maybe a little bit bigger? Like the Rito Village is basically up like one or two trees. It's not like yeah. like if it spanned a forest. Right. And even though it was like elevated like homes and stuff, would that be cool? Yeah, but like even if like the owls just like, hey, if you come like knock on my door at night, like we have a poker room downstairs, and so like you knock on the tree and like a bird poker, a, yeah, a secret little like elevator takes you down to the stump down to like play some bird poker. Like that would have made that town better instantly. I'm kind of curious. Uh, would they be playing a uh, standard five card bird poker, <laughs> or would they be playing a? Uh, Texas Hold'em bird poker. Yeah, it's Texas Hold'em. They're okay. they're casuals. Yeah, okay, not five card set. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, more interaction, more unique interactions with NPCs. You know, uh, but yeah, Breath of the Wild did well with like a amount of characters, right? But like, um, I forget her name. Uh, the the uh, 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 shoot, what's the, the what's the the, the town where Impa's in? 
Kakariko? Yeah, Kakariko. There's that one girl in Kakariko Village who's like obsessed with you and writes about you in her diary. I like the just name too, yeah. Yeah, like funny know. things like that where it's just like kind of like layered out and like evolves as the game moves on, things like that. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I thought you'd ask about one of the champions or something like that, but cuz I'm curious, would you like you love like you're talking about like character interaction, more mm-hmm. like reasons to go to the villages and do stuff in the villages. Um, one of the things that kind of disappointed me was they developed, especially in the DLC, this kind of backstory of the champions, the the four champions in Zelda and Link. They were like this kind of like team. Yeah. And you only see it. You never get to really live it. You don't get to play that part of it. You just told it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the base game, it's a little more thin um, and doesn't get fleshed out to Champions Ballad. Is that something you'd like to see maybe going forward? And the next one is that uh, Link has more, or whoever the main character is or characters, have more of a personal relationship or opportunity to have more developed relationships with characters within the world, um, like feel more connection to them, and they could be more part of the core story. Or do you think it should just be kept up to optional between, like, uh, like kept the side story stuff into like town activities? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like Zelda games as an isolated journey. I like that in Ocarina. <laughs> everyone he cares about just gets ported and becomes a sage and they're all gone. You know, it's just like, uh, uh, I, I, the journey can't be jolly the whole time is how I feel. And so like, I kind of, I kind of don't mind it not being a group of friends to handling these things. I kind of, I kind of like, uh, just being a, one hero just going through these things. And I think you're hinting a bunch, Damiani, that you want Zelda as a playable character, and I think that would rule too. Mm-hmm. But I would want one or the other. I wouldn't want them both hanging out this whole time and like giggling together. Like This is like like one person's journey, I feel like. I have some... I have crazy ideas okay. for how they could solve that. Yeah. Um, but regards to like character development, like if they, let's just stick with like if the we were doing Breath of the Wild and champions are still around, just for uh, illustrations purposes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be cool if one there wasn't the whole hundred year time gap. Like it was set all in the present, and they tried to defeat Ganon, they fail, and now it's like them trying to like rise up and do it again. It'd be cool, like if uh, Rivali. Um, we were talking about Rivali earlier, his Rito village, you mm-hmm. know, he comes from, if you, you got to see this, they like, they bonded, they were a champion, you know, they were kind of like rivals almost. And then things go bad. And now like links, you know, it is his personal thing. Things have gone bad. It's now your quest to kind of save Hyrule. But at one point when you go back there, you have more involvement with Rivali. It's like, Oh, you're trying, like I can help him with the effort to rebuild Rito village or we're gonna go to a dungeon because you go to a dungeon together it's like we're gonna, like or his descendant is the one who takes you there but it would have yeah. been cool for like it was you and him like I, I i we need to get back into the dungeon like you got we, we know what to do this time i'll help you up there like it would have been more meaningful if it was Rivali. i know they're like oh we gotta do that we want to go this amnesia in you know amnesiac you know kind of angle because we don't know how people are gonna do the story so we want it to be open-ended so we just if you as you encounter things just fills in the gaps so you don't have to do it in any specific order ta-da we figured it out you know now maybe this time they could do something a little bit more structured because they understand where giving some players so much freedom there's still it's still okay to like if they get to this point it will trigger this yeah and this will happen they can ignore it but this like lo- this plot line opens up um uh, and the Wind Waker co-op dungeons kind of work. There's a couple of them, right? Um, where you're like you're using uh, Makar and Medley. Thank you, good Damiani. Yeah, so like those work. You can go in a dungeon with another character and still have a good time. I think, honestly, Kyle, 
I think those are two of the most uh, creative dungeons yeah. Zelda has done in a long time. It's a concept they have never gone back to. I I, I think they should revisit that. And I, I wasn't actually distinctly thinking of that, Kyle, but now that you mention it, that absolutely would have been fantastic. Like, you both work together through that dungeon, and yeah. you just toggle. Um, that's I have a actually- cool game for you. It's called Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. So, in this game, Link and Zelda are a team. <laughs> Zelda happens to be trapped into a, 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 a suit of armor. Yeah. 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 But it's pretty cool. Yeah. How's but that, no, no, you're right. How's like that it, overworld? Um, it is completely different, and it's, it, the dungeon design was... Those were yeah. cool. Those were two cool dungeons. Uh, I, I can I, see it working. So, like, Rivali as well is like... Yeah. I, you independently switch between them, and you can do that, but it also opens up the potential for co-op. Yeah. Like, you could have two players going through a dungeon, which is this actually what, what my sort of what my solution for you were saying playing is Link of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could toggle between them. Yeah. Um, depending on what who you want to play at any time. Or it is a co op option. So if you pick Zelda and you want to play through the game of Zelda and you want Link to join you in an adventure, you could start up a co op file with a friend and you both go through the game. And you guys could, it would be on each of your own switches. And like I start going this way. You start. Remember when we first played that demo at E3? That oh, whole. Yeah. It's basically capturing that essence where we could go off in our own directions. We might meet up later, and we're we're just progressing in the same world. And like we meet up and share our stories. Like okay, so I went over here and I found all this. Here's some items. Like yeah, I went over here and I found a dungeon. And like maybe they changed the dungeon design slightly of co-op mode. Like there's a switch I can't activate without two of us here. Will you come with me and go do this? Yeah. And it's like, Oh, and then you get to the next part. Like, I don't know how to solve this. And like, well, I came across this item. Maybe like that's I'd, the dream. I'd be cool with it. If there's only one hook shot. Oh yeah. No, no, there's only like, w- so it's like, give me Damiani, give me the hook shot. Yeah, you're like, and you're like, you no, don't I both need get this. bombs. Like, or maybe you have to split them up between you, but like, yeah, you, you find an item. It's yeah. not going to be available anywhere else. And you yeah. have to travel back to your partner and be yeah. like do you need this like i'm like yeah give me the hook shot yeah that would be pretty cool yeah and if you but they still have the single player version which you don't need any of that it's like just yeah. you going through it as well yeah I, I like that okay um yeah we have lots of ideas for a new zelda game yeah i think they uh i think as a good starting point they can maybe uh since breath of the wild was so much based on zelda one i even had a question asked about this but i've always thought about this before i saw this question breath of the wild's follow-up could be more adapted from zelda 2's ideologies um first of all uh so no shrines but actual temples dungeons but they're not as distinctly themed as like any of the 3d zelda games like you don't have like the forest or like the the water the ice temple they're more they're like ruined dungeons that like they have like maybe like slight atmosphere sure but it's not like it's a whole like theme park type experience going through it they're mostly similar in uh like textures and stuff like that but depending on what environment they're they're, they're more designed around the environment they're in um and they're like like zelda 2 style palaces so think of the zelda 2 palaces that's essentially what i'm thinking of yeah so like pretty boring but they're they're longer they're structured they have puzzle like they don't have to literally be them they'll have yeah. puzzles like that and I think it would fit better in there. I think they should also bring in like bring back magic meter, um, like magic that wasn't in the magic meter did not exist in Breath of the Wild. They had stamina meter. You're right. They had health and stamina meter, but you did not have a magic meter. And there was, evi- uh, there was stuff about it potentially being in there. Or Skyward Sword. One of them was supposed to have magic meter at one point, and it got cut. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool to to have that as well. Yeah. Uh. The, the uh touchpad powers are kind of cheesy, actually. Yeah. 
that you just have like infinite bombs and like infinite freeze freeze was weird freeze was kind of incongruous to me it's like why do i have all these things and also i can make a very specific ice block and water oh it's because all the puzzles are physics based and they were doing crazy physics and like you got to make block puzzle or like steps essentially like yeah. going up a waterfall frozen waterfall or not a non-frozen waterfall by freezing parts of it to keep going up and up and up it like it was one of the shrines puzzles yeah but like why can i do that and not shoot flames you know what i mean like oh, why, yeah, no, no, no. I why get, this yeah. one specific uh, thing, i know basically the, it was very limited in terms yeah. of your abilities uh even with the addition of the champion abilities you get it was like one of the most restrictive and uh, limited in terms of you know overall skills i think compared to like more recent zelda games but clearly the implementations are infinite. oh yeah like oh, yeah. F- freezing a thing and hitting it and like launching off they like, needed so to cool, keep yeah. it simple so that they could uh, it could be applicable to almost any design out yeah. there and i think they could maybe add a few more items this time would be one change i'd like to see like i think hookshot would be awesome yeah um to get but also zelda 2 like i think it'd be cool to get like spells again we mm-hmm. haven't really done that. Like the shield like, spell is cool. Stuff, yeah. Like yeah. anything like that would be kind of cool. A jump spell would be sick. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, jump higher, I guess, because you technically could jump in that game. Yeah. Um, stuff like that would be nice. Also, uh, the overworld has uh, more obstacles to it. Um, Zelda 2 doesn't, it's like, there's like the very simple thing. Oh, it's a boulder. You can't get past it. Got to go get the hammer to break it. Um, maybe there's like a, a was ga- it river demon? Yeah, the river demon. The d- river demon river, needs to come river, back. D- sorry, the river demon says river devil. River you devil. Bl- gotta blow the flute. To, river uh, devil needs to come back. <laughs> that thing devil. is freaky. <laughs> just like this monster, you can never beat. Yeah, just like can, it's like, like Snorlax. Yeah, you said yeah. it's Snorlax, and you use the Poke flute. Yeah, that's literally where Pokemon ripped it off from. Yeah, from it seems like that. Yeah, yeah they they saw that game mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we're definitely using this going forward. Um, one thing, one final thing, I don't want to take too long on this before we move on. Uh, I think it would be cool if they tried to uh, work in uh, the essence of the Wind Waker again. Because they said one of the things... Breath of the Wild was a answer to the, the limitations of the Wind Waker. Because they couldn't make the game they wanted to with the Wind Waker at the time due to the technical limitations, not just the GameCube, but of systems at the time. And Breath of the Wild, they proved that we can make this seamless overworld. So it would be nice to see if there was a more unique ocean and sailing element to the next zelda game where there are mass big land masses and you could sail over water to get to different ones because i don't want to get into story crap but in a nutshell i basically want them to not only be in hyrule but go to other kingdoms like, yeah i want it to be huge uh then travel to other kingdoms and you know blah 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 other stuff non-involving triforce gain or anything like that but you'd have to sail and i want there to be stuff to do along the way on the water like you know you find your island with a cave and it goes really deep underground. Yeah. But the here's there's what I've been building up to. There needs to be underwater. There needs to be underwater. Link needs to be able to go underwater again, swim around, and they need to make underwater have like a lot of density, a lot of stuff to do. I'm thinking like Assassin's Creed Black Flag level of uh, minimum of there's chest to find. And they need to do for underwater what they did for climbing over overworld stuff. They need, Nintendo needs to be the one to make under like the most compelling underwater gameplay. They could do it. They could, yeah, that's their challenge. Because yeah, that's the thing that I said. Well, like want to stay the same for sure. Climbing, I think, like needs to be in there, and uh, 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 sailing. I guess. Sorry, like gliding. Excuse me. Yeah, gliding. gliding. Climbing and gliding like needs to be back. I, I can't. I don't think I can play a new Zelda game without those two things. Yeah, I I don't say how they could do it. Would do without them. Like it's essential. I think at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, 
We could talk for I could talk forever. About, we could maybe do a whole episode. We do a whole episode, yeah. but we'll save it. We'll wait. We'll wait till we get there. Um, but again, Monolith Soft ramping up hiring for Zelda development. There's more Zelda news coming. And we're not done with the Zelda news. Apparently, we'll see why. Next up, Atlas launches Persona 5s teaser site. Ooh. So this happened earlier this week. Um, the thing just it dropped early uh, Monday morning, I believe, or Tuesday morning. Um, and speculation is that this has been tied. This is definitely going to be tied to the rumored report of a, a switch port of Persona Five S. Um, we're also due probably for a Smash Direct talking about Joker's upcoming release. Okay. And this website's pointing to April twenty fifth for the big announcement for for the Persona Five S. Got to get out there right before Avengers. Yeah. Now people think that Joker's release might be tied to that date, and it might be a big event. Yeah. So people are like coincidence. Well, the rabbit hole. That was like the that was the beginning of the rabbit hole. Yo, the rabbit hole went deeper than the caves you want <laughs> in the new Zelda, Kyle. They're more elaborate than this. Okay. Uh, because then people started digging around through the source code, found some uh, metadata in there that pointed to, uh, you know, might be a switch port. Might be a switch port. Because of the letter S? Uh, I mean, the metadata contained uh, some stuff in there, Kyle. Okay. Some references. And people are like, why would you put those in there? Why would you... Why don't you include a name in there? Why don't you include systems that might not be what this is for? This is like the worst kept secret that yes. just coming to Switch. Like I will not be it'll actually be just it will be just yeah. it will be a surprise if it doesn't come to Switch at this point. Exactly. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get out here is this the 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 whole rabbit hole thing has nothing to do with just Persona Five. But shortly after all this was unveiled, unearthed, sorry, there was a deluge of rumors that came out of nowhere, starting with this game. Persona 5S being listed for Switch on a certain retail website. So that night, yesterday night, Wario 64 starts what has now been known as like the the mini direct, the mm. April mini direct. That's funny. Um, That's very Wario funny. started disseminating announcements left and right, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with Best Buy had a listing for yes. Persona 5 for Switch. On the employee side, this is what's confusing yes, me. Yes, yeah. And what you, you when, when you look up SKUs and stuff like that, yeah, it's on their their database side that you could see that stuff. If it's list, if it's gonna be, it means someone had to put that in the database, which means someone it, it's expected to be sold at some point. So if an employee can look it up in there, it means it's going to be added at some point. Doesn't guarantee it's legit. That you know, it could be an error, typo, something. You know, someone made it, you know, whatever, could have made it up. Who knows? But it, it let, lent more credence than just, like, an accidental listing on, like, Amazon with, like, some dis- weird December release date or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that could be anything. This happens all the time. Yeah. But that wasn't it, Kyle. Oh. It wasn't just Persona 5 that was in this, 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 uh, this discovery. What else could it be? Oh. So, shortly after that, we get a report that, oh, guess what else is in this database for Best Buy? Well, what do you think was in there, Kyle? It's the one in between the one and the one. <laughs> uh, it's something that had been rumored before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The rumor was it's ready to go. Oh, the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Metroid Prime Trilogy was in there. Yes. Ah, that thing that everyone that was said to be done. Retro made it, had it ready to go. Was part of their pitch for why they should take over Metroid Prime 4's development. Mm-hmm. Um, that has since come to pass that they are taking over their development and the rumors have been there's this HU remaster they did this sitting around waiting for a rainy day. And now it's in a Best Buy database. But that also means this rumor existed before. 
So that means that could have been someone having a fun time with everybody. Yeah. You know, it could still be a fake. Right. It's not because that idea is out there. It was in some like retailers before the Nintendo Direct. They're like, mm-hmm. we're just sure it's happening. We know it's happening. So we listed it. And it's like, no, you were wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't end there. We got another listing. Mm-hmm. A Link to the Past for Switch. The Legend of Zelda, A, a Link, Link to, to the, the Past, Past for Switch. For Switch. So everyone's like, oh, well, some idiot got the game title wrong. It's Link's Awakening. It, no, yeah, it was announced. Oops. Yeah. They're already, apparently that person showed, no, there's a listing for Link's Awakening as well. Mm-hmm. This is a totally separate listing. Yeah. Kyle, what could this, what could this be, Kyle? This is insane. A Link to the Past for Switch. Okay. So let's do something. <laughs> let's alternate between us mm-hmm. about what this possibly could be, and we'll okay. keep going until we run out of ideas. All right. So firstly, I just want to say a mistake. It could okay. possibly be a mistake. Okay. So it could possibly just be some some dumb error. It should have been listed, but it's not connected to an actual game. Okay. Okay. That's first one. Yeah. It could just be a listing for the eShop release, the virtual console or eShop release of A Link to the Past for Super Nintendo that will be available to purchase individually on Switch. That'd make me disappointed. Would make me too. I also think that's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible. I think it's unlikely because this there was already data mine stuff for and Super Nintendo games appearing on Switch. Online. Online. Yeah. And it seems it, more likely they'll be part of the library that right. already is for the NES. Why would you sell this individually? So, I don't know. What else could it be, Kyle? Uh, my second most thing that I think is likely is that it is uh, 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 the uh, tech or Techno Dancer game. Oh, it's uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule. And they just mislabeled it. Yes. Okay. Because Cadence of Hyrule does most closely resemble Link to the Past in its, in its styling. Uh, and it like you know the enemies that kind of like hop around that are just like made of tech tights. Ar- yeah, no, the armored ones that are like doof, doof, oh, armor knights. Yeah, from a link to the past, the armor knights boss. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So like it, it is a lot of link to the past stuff. So yeah, maybe that was just some misunderstanding of like what that was, or that person like I just did forgot the name of it and wrote a link to the past. All right, I think that's pretty believable, Kyle. Uh, that one I like. What else could it be? It could simply just be a second skew for Link's Awakening, but it's going to be a special edition. And someone was just dumb and just wrote it as a Link to the Past because they had a brain fart. Like when I wrote down the wrong gap between the longest release between a mainline Zelda release and announcement. Mm-hmm. This, you know, it was late at night. This wrote it in wrong. So maybe it is two different skews for Link's Awakening. And there could be something in Link to the Past involved with that. And they just mislabeled it. Okay. Not that believable, but, you know, possibility. It could be evil intent. It could be someone who knows that Wario 64 is watching mm. <laughs> and entered in their favorite game just as a joke, just as a laugh. Oh, that's that'd be very mean spirited, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty easy to do. So, yeah. I mean, well, I not, don't know. I don't know how easy not, it is to do like globally on Best Buy's uh, employee okay. and listings, but yeah, who knows? Crazier things have happened. Yes. All right, I got one. Okay. This actually could be an A Link to the Past compilation release, which would include the original version of A Link to the Past and the Bandai Satellaview versions of A Link to the Past, which would include the Ancient Stone Tablets um, version, which starred not Link, but the Satellaview mascots, a boy and a girl, 
um, as they had to defeat Ganon from coming back while Link was on his adventure, which was <laughs> Link's Awakening, apparently. Um, and they had alternate, like, different maps. They were timed. They had high scores. They had a narrator, VO, in it, like a narrator voice stuff like that. Um, different music, like uh, better quality tracks. Maybe they just, maybe they just uh, decided, like, hey, we have these. We're going to, like, tweak them so they can be played again. And so this could be in the Link to the Past compilation. Could also throw in some bonus features. They could put in like the sound and drama CD. That'd be so cool. It's just like a nice. It'd be really cool to release. Yeah, it's that. a nice like little like classic bundle or something. It's going to cost a little bit more. And we know Nintendo has not forgotten about Satellaview because of uh, that one Mario skin in Odyssey. They mm-hmm. didn't forget. They didn't forget. They know. Uh, what else you got, Kyle? It is. So you know the best hot take of all time. Is what that is? Ocarina of Time is a 3D remake of A Link to the Past? That's yeah. the, the like, greatest hot take of all time. No one will ever surpass it. If you say that, you're automatically cool. Nintendo decided, why don't we actually do it? Why don't we actually make a 3D remake of A Link to the Past? Now, is this like brand new graphics, or are you talking about it's going to be like exactly like The Link's oh. Awakening? Brand new graphics, baby. Oh, so it's not even gonna look like the new Link's Awakening remake. No, it's camera's like whole... gonna be right behind you. Oh. Uh huh. You're gonna be able to rotate that camera with the right analog stick. Oh. Yeah. The Seven Maidens will still never have a name. It's that's an important part of Link to the Past lore. Mm-hmm. You just got to find Seven Maidens out there who don't have homes. Okay. Um, and then yeah, it's just gonna be like it's gonna be even better than Ocarina of Time. Okay. Do you want better? Oh. It's not a remake, Kyle. This is actually going to be the final name of the new follow-up to Breath of the Wild. This <laughs> is what style? this is what Monolith Soft <laughs> yeah. has been hiring for. The new Zelda game will be called A Link to the Past. Yes, being announced at E3. Yeah. We'll have nothing to do with the Super <laughs> Nintendo Classic. It's just a brand new game called A Link to the Past. Yes. And it will dazzle us all, and I will not die of disappointment. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Completely dude. different dungeons. Completely different. No. Um, any other ones? I'm tapped. Tapped? Yeah. Yeah. That's about, yeah, that's all I can think of. it's listed as a game. It's not yeah. listed as a backpack I think it would, anything, I think you know? it would help it's if like we had a, a price attached to it. If there yeah. were prices attached to these and we could tell how much, that might clue us in to something about it. But, uh, yeah, people are expecting there might be another mini direct coming up. I don't think so. Because we just had one last month. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like what's going to happen is uh, probably not this week because now we're mostly most through most of the day Wednesday. They would have announced it by now. I think maybe in the next week or two, next week or the week after, we'll probably get a Smash Direct focusing on Joker. I think they need to talk about the next character soon, the one after Joker. We got, like we got to know about what that is, and I think they want to talk about the 3.0 updates that are coming. I'm actually no longer convinced the 3.0 updates are coming by the end of the month because they just did patch 2.02 today, which is balance updates for three characters. I was like, why wouldn't you just hold off the 3.0 if that's coming this month? Why? I got it. Three characters. Do they get nerfed or buffed? I was like, Ken and uh, two others. I forget. And I was, don't know what they did. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but wasn't it part of the last Nintendo Direct? They showed Yoshi with an egg, and they're like, yeah. 3.0 is coming. Boop, boop. Yeah, but it said spring. Oh, okay. And spring goes till June 20th yep. here. Um, so it could be May. It could be suck. It could happen during E3. Yeah. Is the worst case scenario for us. Um, but all we know is a Joker is supposed to come by the end of April. Gotcha. It just seemed, it seemed to make sense. Like, why, why would you just dump both at the same time? Be a huge deal. 
you know, maybe they are saving it. So I they thought, also like to tinker. I don't think they like saving. I think they just like working. Yeah. So I thought all that was going to be together in a direct or something. But like, even if it's not coming this month, they still could talk about it and yeah. then give it a date, saying, "Oh, it's coming in May now." It's like, "Oh, okay." So Joker on April twenty fifth, and then three point coming in May, and then excuse me, uh, second character that they revealed will be coming sometime like in June, July or something like that. And next character reveal will be at E3 probably. Yeah. Like third character. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think like the persona thing is probably definitely happening for switch persona five switch. Yes. I think that announcement's probably coming either. It's either going to happen this month or at the very latest E3. Same with Metroid prime trilogy. I'd, su- I'd oh, be surprised yeah. if that doesn't happen within the next year. I, I, I feel like, like those two things are like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't they put We're just surprised about this yeah. a link to the past. Why is this a link to the past? What could that possibly Why would you be? do that? Why? It's like, Martha, why'd you say that name? Yeah. Why'd you say a link to the past? Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? It's also the name of this game. That's exactly that, man. Oh no. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's loony. Rumors. Rumors abound. Rumors aplenty. They are just never ending right now. And it's only probably going to get worse as we lead into E3, which is like just two months away now. Two months away. Two months and a week away. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It is April 3rd right now. Um, the fir- and two months from now would be June 3rd. That's why you're saying we got to have an E3 meeting. It really is coming up, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no one ever believes me. <laughs> it's, like, it's only the beginning of April. We have a half a year to E3. <laughs> no, we don't. You're the guy in the beginning of like a, like a, an asteroid movie. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's coming. <laughs> E3's coming. So gonna, we've got 18 days till it hits Earth. <laughs> Enough of this anomaly. Bullshit. <laughs> That's what everyone's telling me. Like, yeah, yeah. after this E3 bullshit, Tommy, honey, we got plenty of time. Someone explain this to me. Uh, so, yeah, we got a lot of things coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about like Smash character speculation. We know one character. So many rumors about what the other four are. Not even, we're not even talking about in this episode, like going into that, but like expect that at some point. We got to talk about who's coming with that. There's a lot on the horizon. For, for Nintendo and Switch news. I mean, and these rumors, we got to see if they're all going to pan out. Yeah. Are we getting two new models? Yes. What is Modern Soft Zelda thing? What is it really going to be? E3, we'll find out. And were any of these Best Buy things actually real? Was that yeah. a stealth mini direct? Yeah. Woo, it's a lot of stuff. We're done for this episode, though. Thank you so much for joining me, Kyle. It's been a Keeping blast. up with this. Yeah. I want to thank every one of you who submitted a question for this episode of Friend Code. Uh, if you'd like to submit your question for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, you just got to be a $5 and up patron the week that we're recording. I'll make a post on Patreon calling for your submissions and letting you know what we'll be talking about on that coming episode. Um, and if you're part of the $5 patron tier, gold tier, you're also part of our early access tier, which means you get this episode and episodes of a lot of our other sh- shows, shows, shows early um, this episode goes, uh, episodes of friend code go up on Sunday evenings for patrons and then go up on Tuesday for everyone else. Uh, the exception is when we have those bonus episodes, when there's breaking news that happens between recordings and just can't sit on that for two weeks. I've only had one of those so far. Yeah. But if the mini direct happens, like how oh, yeah, like smash yeah. direct happens next week. Oh, yeah. expect that bonus episode next week. We're going to be doing that. Or if Nintendo comments or more's found out. 
or if, like a link to the past gets announced, you know, the new link, link to the past 2020 or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. We'll definitely do a mini direct for that. But otherwise, yes. Thank you again for all your questions. Thank you, Kyle, for joining me. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Thank <laughs> you.